What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, November 10th. It is a bye week for the Miami Dolphins. Anybody think they'll have one more bye week before the Super Bowl? That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Getting the first overall seed in the AFC and not having to play the first week of the playoffs? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. I'm sure Dolphins fans would love that. I know the Dolphins would too. Not going to be easy though. Remember that loss to the Chiefs in Germany last Sunday? That was probably the deciding factor. The Dolphins' next four games, they're not so difficult. The three after that, very difficult. At least we think so. But the Dolphins are getting healthier, so we shall see. Anyhow, the Dolphins are on a bye, so we got no Dolphins game this weekend. It's kind of good for the, not only team, but it's good for you guys, the Dolphins fans. This season has been very intense. You've been into it big time. There's high hopes. So you get a little break. Normally in a Dolphin season, the Dolphins aren't really a legitimate contender. You may have your homers out there. Oh, yeah, you know, this team's going to do this and that. But getting that bye week normally for the Dolphins as a fan, it's just like, okay, all right. But... I feel like Dolphins fans need a little break just to chill out a little bit. It's been very intense, and it's going to be even more intense starting next Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium when the Dolphins take on the Raiders. Not that that game's going to be difficult for Miami. At least it shouldn't be. But it's just the beginning of, let's say, their second half of the season. So what do we have? We got the U. They got a big one tomorrow in Tallahassee. It's not too much left of this season for the Hurricanes football team. They got three games left. And just like the Dolphins, they've also got three losses. The last and best chance they have to make a mark on this season It's not going to be in the weedeater.com bowl or whatever bowl game they end up in. It is going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, that is the Canes' time to make a mark on this season. It's FSU week, and if the Canes want to really cement something, well, they've got to beat Florida State. And then you get to talk trash to all the Seminoles fans. Oh, you think you're so good. You think we're not good. We just beat you. Chances are that's not going to happen. I don't even, I don't think the Canes will be able to cover the spread. I'm just not high on the University of Miami's chances of even keeping it within 14 or 15 in Tallahassee tomorrow. But if you're going to have any hope, if there's going to be any positivity, it's got to come out today. It's got to come out before the game. Because I think when the game starts, 
the positivity is just going to be on the seminal side. Not trying to be a hater or something. I'm just being real. You know, on this show, I'm always all about honesty. I don't know if I'm going to bet on this game. I'm in Medellin right now. I'm not going to put a wager in here at the supermarket, even though I could. I do fly back to Miami tomorrow. I land around 10.30 a.m., so I will have time to use the Hard Rock Bet app before the game starts. I'm not sure I'm going to do it, though. Canes, FSU. I know the rivalry is not the same, and I know the smart money will probably be on the Seminoles. If I hear of any really big wagers, I'll probably tweet them out. Maybe one of them or two of them. I think people like hearing that information, but I'm not talking about like a $25,000 wager. I'm talking about if somebody lays like $2 million on Florida State or $2 million on the University of Miami. That's when I'll tweet something out, and I'll see what type of engagement it gets. I think the engagement would be good for now because everything is so new in Florida betting-wise, even though we had it two years ago for like a month. Now it's back, and I don't think it's going anywhere. I know there's still fighting going on in court, documents, hearings, filings, all that. I don't think the app is going anywhere. I think it's full speed ahead. And then on December 7th, in less than a month from now, the sports book will be open. We'll have craps. We'll have roulette. It'll be probably even better with time than Vegas. Vegas is Vegas. You've got all the hotels. You've got the Strip. Even though the Strip is a disaster right now because of F1 next weekend, I was just there in Vegas Last weekend, I was there until Tuesday of this week, and traffic's a mess. Everything is a disaster there because of F1, and the championship's already been decided. People in Vegas, they're like, I I can't wait until this whole thing is over. I hope they can get out of this deal. It's terrible. I think they have like a nine-year deal, something like that. I could look look it up if I wanted to, but I don't really care that much about it. It's funny, though, because we have F1 in South Florida, but it doesn't really affect that many people. I know it affects some people in Miami Gardens with the noise and maybe some traffic there, but it's all pretty much at Hard Rock Stadium. So it doesn't it doesn't affect like the Turnpike or I-95. It's all within one area. Vegas, completely different. Now with everything coming to Hard Rock in Hollywood and also Coconut Creek and Tampa and all throughout their properties in Florida, I know people are going to want to come to South Florida to gamble. And the only thing missing was craps and roulette in a sports book. So what does South Florida not have that Vegas does starting December 7th. I think we have it all and more. You don't have a beach in Vegas. You've got beach clubs, but you don't have a beach in Vegas. 
I, I just think it's going to be huge for Florida, and it's going to be huge for South Florida. So the sports book opens up in a little bit less than a month, and I can't wait to be there watching all the games. Like, if it was open tomorrow, which it's not, you know how many people would be watching the Canes and FSU game there? And then there's so many other events. It's not just football. The Heat, they've got two games this weekend. they got tomorrow night in Atlanta. And then against Wemby, they take on the Spurs Sunday night. That's an affair that I'm sure you're going to want to see. The Heat, they're dealing with an injury, though. Tyler Hero's out at least two weeks, probably going to be about three or so. And it's very bad timing for an injury right now. Although, sure, the timing would be worse if it was like last season. You're in the first round, second round, third round, NBA Finals. You don't get to use your or one of your stars, not like the star, but Tyler Hero's been playing so well. So it's never a good time for an injury. Right now the Heat are on the road a lot. They could certainly use Tyler Hero's points. We've also got the Florida Panthers in action Sunday at 1 p.m. Why not? The Dolphins, they're off, so have a 1 p.m. game. Sure, go for it. The University of Miami basketball team, they're in action tonight. They'll raise the Final Four banner in Coral Gables. Huge accomplishment. And Luis Arise, he won a Silver Slugger. So congrats to Luis Arise. What a pickup the Marlins uh, had with him. Kim Ang and company. Kim Ang not there anymore. The company may be there, but who knows, could be leaving soon. We got lots and lots of stuff to hit on. And this is during a Miami Dolphins bye week. Now, where shall I begin? I got so many notes in front of me, pages and pages. I've got screens in front of me. There's a lot going on. I'm here in Medellin. I'm flying back to Miami tomorrow. I will not be with you guys on Monday. I've got the day off doing some more traveling on Monday. But you've got my voice right now, and I know you're so thankful for that, right? In a couple of weeks, it'll be Thanksgiving. You can say in one of your long statements, thank you very much for the food, for family, for friends, and for Andy Slater and his stories about traveling and food and sports. And girls, 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 girls. Feel free to do that come Thanksgiving Day whenever you're having your meal. But I got things to tend to right now sports-wise, and I need to start somewhere. Where will I start? Well, we're all about to find out because I'm not even 100% decided yet, but I'm, I'm going to have to be because the hour is set to officially begin. It's time to shuffle up and deal. I do a lot of thinking when I'm eating breakfast. This morning, it was around 9 a.m. I was on my second cappuccino. I had my two eggs over well in front of me. I had the bacon there. I had a piece of toast. And I've got my laptop. And I'm thinking, where am I going to start the hour? I got this. I got that. It's a Friday. 
I said to myself in the end, and I debated with myself for about five minutes on this. I said, even though the Miami Dolphins are on a bye week, I'm going to start with the Miami Dolphins. I started with the Canes and FSU yesterday. I just don't feel the rivalry is the same anymore, at least not right now. I'm going to start with the Dolphins. And I am going to say the Miami Dolphins and Dolphins fans are lucky to have Tua. You might say, why Slater? Why, why are you doing this today? The Dolphins don't play this weekend. It's a buy for them. Well, yeah, you're right. They don't play this weekend. There's no Dolphins game. But you know what that means? Because there's no Dolphins game, that means we're going to watch games from around the league. We don't need to focus on one team this week. We're going to watch games from all around the league. Something you get to do usually in the 4 p.m. slot, but at 1 p.m. you're focused on the Dolphins. This week, there's no focus at 1. There's no focus at 4. One of the biggest themes around the league, and we'll get to see this a lot more this week because we're not focusing on the Dolphins, the theme around the league is that quarterbacks stink. Not all of them, of course. There are certain guys who are incredible, some who are really good. We know the list. It's pretty short. Mahomes, Burrow, Tua, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. You could throw a couple more in there. There are guys who are really good. The problem is the rest of the franchises, I would say 18 to 20 franchises, maybe even a little bit more than 20, they either have a quarterback who they don't believe in or they have guys they're deciding on or they have somebody who's in there and they're developing him. And in order to win, and when I say win, I'm talking about win big, win playoff games, have a deep run, get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. In order to do that, your team must have a quarterback. Not just any quarterback. A quarterback who is that dude. A quarterback who is in their prime. Not somebody developing. Not somebody on the rise. You need someone who is there right now. And what's great about Tua, and this doesn't mean that the Dolphins will win the Super Bowl. Heck, it doesn't even mean the Dolphins will win win a single playoff game. But... As we stand right now, middle of the season, 2023, what's great about Tua is there is zero question that he is a really good quarterback, and he can be great at times. The Dolphins don't win despite Tua. They win football games because of him. If somebody told me right now, If John and Jupiter hit me up, or Mary in Miami, or Kenny in the Keys, or Wally in Wellington, 
or Julian Jupiter. If somebody told me now the Miami Dolphins are going to ride with Tua for the next 12 years, that's going to be their guy. I would be totally down for that. And I think fans would be totally down for that. I think if that was the case, fans, they should be delighted. Tua's shown me that much so far this season. That he is their guy. The only question I ever had about Tua coming into this year was his health. That was it. Last season was certainly concerning. The concussions were a worry. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, even Tua was concerned. He he considered retirement. Look how far he's come. Tua went through a lot. He got past it. He went through a head coach of Brian Flores. Somebody who did not believe in him. He kept going with Fitzmagic. A veteran quarterback who mentored him, but Flores didn't trust Tua, so... All right, we're going to go to the bullpen. That's what Flores even said after one game. Ryan Fitzpatrick was breathing down his neck at every single turn. Tua also survived the injuries. He survived people saying that he had no arm. He can't throw the deep ball. And here we are, November 10, 2023. The Miami Dolphins have a quarterback with a perfect skill set for the offense that his team runs. This is perfect for Mike McDaniel. The things that Tua is brilliant with, which would be getting rid of the football quickly, making good, quick decisions, and be so precise with your passing game, those are his superpowers. And he's got a head coach in Mike McDaniel who recognizes that. They have built the franchise around that. That's why the Dolphins are a track team, because that's the skill set that complements their quarterback. It's really a perfect marriage. It's a perfect marriage between the franchise and the player. We heard this so much when the Dolphins were a mess, which was for like the, what, last 20 years? We always heard the term organizational alignment. How many times did we hear that? Slater, I never heard that. Well, where were you? The GM needs to be aligned with the head coach. The head coach needs to be aligned with the system and on and on and on. Well, here we are. The Dolphins are on a bye, week 10. Tua's been healthy all season. He's been really good. The Dolphins are 6-3. and three. They're in first place in the division. And they got a lot of winnable games in front of them. I think a lot of us spend so much time picking apart the teams we follow, the teams we like. And in this case... I think we need to just take a small step back and look at the big picture. The big picture for the Dolphins right now is 
they are the healthiest they've been all season. They're going to get Devon Achan back very soon. Achan is a major difference maker. Jalen Ramsey is back. The defense is coming together. Two is healthy. Armstead's back. The Miami Dolphins are poised to make a run. And as things stand right now, the Dolphins are going to get a home playoff game. Can you imagine that? Having a playoff game at home and winning a playoff game? That hasn't happened since 2000. They could do that at home. A 23-year drought can end. That's absolutely something that could happen, and it should. And if it does, can you imagine the joy that South Florida is going to feel? What's wild, to put this into perspective, what the Dolphins mean to South Florida, I would argue if the Dolphins won a playoff game, a single playoff game, where they snapped that streak, that might become the number one accomplishment out of all of the South Florida sports teams this year. Even though, yeah, it would happen technically in 2024. You know what I'm talking about. I know the Heat made the NBA Finals. I know the Panthers made the Stanley Cup Final. I know the Canes and FAU both made the Final Four. I'm aware of all of it. But none of those are winning the championship. I know Nova Southeastern won the championship, smaller division. Let's just be real. So in the absence of a parade, what do people care about the most? It's the Miami Dolphins. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. If they could just take the success of this regular season and translate that into a playoff win. That would mean everything to Miami and all of South Florida. And Tua, he's the heart of all of it. If I were Chris Greer, not that he needs to do this, but I would just sign Tua already. Just get it done. You don't have to, but... It's going to be, heck, probably 40 or $50 million a year because that's what quarterbacks cost. But two is a good one. There's not another quarterback in the league who could come in here and run this offense better than he does. I always do the, the car comparison, not Derek Carr, David Carr, but like a regular car. You've got your car set a certain way. The radio is set a certain way. You've got your favorites, the rear view mirror pointed a certain way, the seats are a certain way, the steering wheel is a certain way. That car, the way it is set up, is for Tua to be the driver. Like that car's setup is not going to change. You got the perfect quarterback for that setup. The offense is built around Tua. So if you want the good times to continue, then you got to pay him. Just give him his money. He's the guy. We all know this is his team. 
It's taken a long, long, long time to find the guy after Dan Marino. The Dolphins have found the guy. Why even risk a negotiation? Two has checked every box. Yeah, the health is always a question, but he's bigger, he's stronger. The falling thing that he talked about, I've seen it all year. He falls so much better. His awareness is 20 times better. Great quarterbacks, they do get hurt sometimes. But this dude, he is the dude. He is the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. End of story. Speaking of quarterbacks, I got another QB to talk about, and I will in just a moment. If you want to watch some football games and be entertained no matter what the score, head on over to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, You'll be surrounded by beautiful. You will always be entertained at Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club. And the reason Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club, because the beautiful women, they come from all over the world. The gorgeous ladies that you'll be surrounded by, they represent so many different countries. The minute you walk in the doors to Dean's Gold, if you haven't already, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. And you could go to Dean's Gold any day you want. They're open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with gorgeous ladies who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. Only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. I'm going to go from talking about a really good quarterback to a quarterback situation that is not so good. I want to talk about winning despite a quarterback because with the Miami Dolphins the Miami Dolphins win because of the quarterback with the Miami Hurricanes they win despite the quarterback position and I think if the Canes have any chance to win tomorrow in Tallahassee the game plan has got to be how do we How do we put together a plan? And hopefully they've already put it together. How do they execute the plan without trusting the QB? I don't trust Tyler Van Dyke. I know the coaching staff doesn't trust Emery Williams. I watched that Clemson game. I saw the game plan with Emery. Screen, 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 run, run, run. There was zero trust for a forward pass until they were down 10 in the fourth quarter and had no choice. So the Canes go to Tallahassee. They're going to face the number four Florida State Seminoles, a team that's undefeated, a team that's currently going to be playing for all the big prizes. And Miami has zero faith in the quarterback. Can they make it competitive without having any faith at the quarterback position? What do they have to do? 
they got to shorten the game. The fewer snaps that FSU has on offense, the better for Miami. So I think the Hurricanes game plan has to be based off of their offensive line. I think you got to pound the rock. Miami's got four good running backs. Use them all. Let that line eat. Do not trust Tyler Van Dyke. Establish the run, pound the ball, control the clock. Then maybe take a few safe shots. Once you establish the ground game, then take that safe shot. But it better be safe. On defense, the Canes have a few really good playmakers. They've got NFL talent on that side of the ball. Ruben Bain, you got Kitchens, you got Williams, Taylor. You got guys, the four that I just mentioned, who tomorrow could be on NFL rosters and would be just fine. Last week, the defense was really good. I know at the end of the game they broke because after many stops and forcing turnovers, the offense gave them nothing at all, and that's going to happen. That's what happens when your team doesn't play complementary football. Bad football, it becomes contagious. But the Canes D, they've got studs. And I'm sure those studs understand that when they're taken in the first round or when they're trying to get taken in the first round, the scouts, they're looking over footage from these type of games. Not a game against Bethune-Cookman, but a game against a top five team on the road. Will the Kane studs on defense be able to make those big plays against the Seminoles? I think they're capable of doing it. Now, realistically, I don't think the Canes are going to win the game. They lost last year 45-3 at home. Now it's on the road. Do I think this Canes team is improved? I do, not necessarily at quarterback, but on both sides of the football with the line, yes. They've got better defensive play. So they're better in areas that can lead to this being somewhat of a close game, but it's all could. There's ifs, there's coulds. A lot has to go right. If Miami can't make this a slow ground-based game, they'll probably get blown out. Jordan Travis, the FSU quarterback as a, what is he, a 23rd-year senior, he has so much experience He's been involved in this rivalry for a long time. Did he even have a role in wide right one and two, maybe even wide left? No, but seriously, he's been there a while. So the Canes should know what they're getting. Will Mario Cristobal and his staff and his players be prepared for what Florida State is going to bring to that football field tomorrow afternoon? We'll find out fairly quickly. Because again, if Miami doesn't slow this game down right from the start of it, I don't think there's any way they're going to be able to keep up. I don't think there's any way they're going to be able to handle FSU whatsoever. There's a reason they're number four in the country. And there's a reason the Canes are six and three. 
Mario Cristobal, to date, he has shown me that, yes, he's been able to improve the offensive and defensive lines. Yes, he's able to recruit. But Mario has not shown me, not that he has to show me, but when I say show me, I'm saying that on behalf of really everyone. I don't think he's shown any of us that his team comes prepared and his game plan is really good. I mean, heck, he didn't take a knee. Come on. What else do you need to know? They didn't take a knee. They won the football game. I still get aggravated about that. I had a pen in my hand right now. I'm not even writing anything. I got a pen in my hand right now, and I just slammed it to the desk. How do you not take a knee? I know it's one game, but that just shows you the mentality of this head football coach. And his mentality better be a lot different going into this game tomorrow in tally. Because we saw what it was last season, and that was in Miami Gardens. Better be a lot different this time around. Otherwise, that 14 and a half should be more like 28. I right now just don't have confidence in the Canes. And why should I? Give me a reason why I should have confidence that the Canes, forget about just can win this football game, but will be able to keep it close. The only way it's going to be done, and I'm talking about having this game kept close, is if they do what I explained. But they may think, they, they may not be thinking that. They're not, well, I know they're not thinking okay, we just need to keep this game close. No, they're thinking we need to win this football game. And they may not have the mindset of we just need to slow the game down, just focus on the run to be able to win this football game. That may be more of a thing of let's just try to keep this game close. They may have other ideas. I just don't think those other ideas, especially if they involve a quarterback, will be good ideas for the University of Miami to be victorious. And you could be victorious if you show up to Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood for the Rock and Roll Poker Open. A victory would be so nice in a big poker tournament. And you got a shot to do it. The Rock and Roll Poker Open starts next week in five days from now. Two weeks worth of tournaments, including the World Poker Tour main event. I will be broadcasting next, not this coming, but the following Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday outside the ballrooms where the poker events are going to be happening for the Rock and Roll Poker Open. If you want to see the schedule of tournaments, which begins with a $2 million guaranteed prize pool for just a $400 buy-in, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That is SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. You'll see the entire list of events. It is the Rock and Roll Poker Open, part of the World Poker Tour, beginning next week. 
at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The Miami Heat, they got a couple of games this weekend, both on the road, 9 of 10 on the road. Tyler Hero, he's out, but his injury, I think, could have been worse. It looked really bad. And rolling your ankle like that, it can be very pesky for an NBA player. Turns out, it's a grade two sprain. He's got 10 days in a boot, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. That is not ideal, but it's not horrible. The problem with this Tyler Hero injury is that it's happening in the middle of the Heat's really tough part of their schedule. Nine out of 10 games on the road. I know they won the first one at Memphis because it's Memphis. Memphis is terrible. They're banged up. John Moran isn't even there yet. But now for the Heat, where's the scoring going to come from? Tyler was averaging 23 points a game. He's been so good. Yes, it's very early. But that's a lot of points to make up for. That's a lot of playmaking to make up for. All of it's going to be tough to replace. Josh Richardson hasn't been very good so far. Jaime Jaquez Jr. can certainly get some time on the court, but he's not a scorer like Tyler. If the Heat struggle in the next two weeks, it won't be a great mystery as to why. This is a team that's built for defense, toughness, and playoff time. But in terms of a dude who can flat out get buckets whenever he wants, that's Tyler Hero's role. And I don't know how the Heat are going to make up for it. The other night, Bam had to go nuts in the fourth quarter for the Miami Heat to win. And if you're thinking, well, Bam will just have to score more, do you have any idea how many responsibilities Bam has each night? Defensively, they ask him to do just about everything. He's a playmaker. He's a shot blocker. He's the captain. He's the best defender. He controls the post. Now, do we really want to ask him to be a shot creator too? He's only one dude. It's going to take a collective effort to make up for Tyler's absence over the next probably three weeks. And I know what Spo will say. We have enough. No excuses, et cetera, et cetera. But for a team that's finding its footing for the season, this is not a great time to lose the best pure scorer they have on their roster. Sure, you've got Jimmy Butler. We know what playoff Jimmy is. But during an 82-game season, Jimmy is off and on. He's always a great player. But in terms of just taking the ball and trying to score a bunch, that's not how Jimmy plays during the regular season. It would be very nice to get Caleb Martin healthy sometime soon. In 82-game season, this is just what happens. The guys get hurt. They go through slumps. The goal is use these 82 games to figure out your team and put your team in position to make some noise for a playoff run. When you've got your best score go down for a few weeks, I mean, it happens. It's not just with the heat. And I'm sure it won't be the last injury for Miami this season. All they can hope 
is for a run like last year to where at the end of the season you're playing your best basketball and you're blessed with good health because that combination along with Spo doing what he knows how to do, you put that together in a playoff series, we've seen what happens. It was good enough to make Boston reconsider all their life choices. It was good enough to make Milwaukee basically rethink their entire plan. I feel we all forget, like when we talk about the East, we forget what the Heat are. Like the Heat are looking up at Boston and Milwaukee. Why? They're really not. Miami beat both of them last season. They beat everyone last year until they lost to Denver. The mission in the East should be for teams to catch Miami, not the other way around. But I'm sure you hear people and it sounds like, oh, Miami's got to catch Boston. They got to catch Milwaukee. It feels like the Heat are the hunters and not the hunted. Just the usual disrespect. You don't want the usual in your life, though, do you? You want your life to be better. You want your life to progress. You've got life objectives, goals you've been thinking about. If you call Trajan Wealth, they will help you achieve those life goals. And I'm sure you got some of them financially. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. They are there to help you. They will put together a plan. It will be designed based around your goals, what you want in life. Trajan Wealth is there to help, and it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. There may be many things you're thinking about, things you want to do. Maybe you want to retire early. You can put together a plan where that might actually happen. Whatever your life goals are, Trajan Wealth will do everything they can to help you achieve them. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or if you want, you can call them at 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. One more thing I want to bring up this hour. Luis Arise, he gets some love. The dude won back-to-back batting titles, two different leagues. Last night, he's given his second straight Silver Slugger Award. He was the best-hitting second baseman in the National League. It's great to see him get the recognition he's worthy. And why were the Marlins a team that made the postseason? A lot of it had to do with the hit machine, Luis Arise. So I'm glad he got recognized. That's all the time I got for this Friday afternoon. Enjoy Miami FSU week. I'll be back with you on Tuesday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.